maybe it's like Casey says, Phil ain't got a soul of his own, just a little piece of a big soul. The one big soul that belongs to everybody. Then... Then what, Doc? Then it don't matter. I'll be all around in the dark. I'll be everywhere. Wherever you can look. Wherever there's a cop beating up a guy. I'll be there. I'll be in the way kids laugh when they're hungry and they know supper's ready. And when the people are eating the stuff they raise and living in the houses they build, I'll be there too. I don't understand it, Doc. Me neither, Mom. Just something I've been thinking about. You're listening to the All That's Holy Blue Collar Podcast. Thought-provoking interviews with interesting guests and commentary on everything. From sports to gardening, from good food with close friends, to great music and movies. Provided by your hosts, Justin Ackerman, the millennial, Cody Stoffer, the reluctant Gen Xer, and Craig Morton, the token baby boomer. These guys are allergic to big words, but not to big ideas. Profound things will be said, but they will be entirely by accident. We gotta say the ghost of Justin Ackerman or something like that. We have. Welcome to episode number we two. Let's see. I yeah, this episode, this one we interview Cameron McCann, intro here. the owner of. <laughs> <laughs> I see what's up. So you, yeah, there is a more edited version that has Justin Ackerman cut out. That's right. Yeah, I, I pulled up the wrong one. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, because I thought, doesn't the music come in a little bit sooner? And it's like, yeah, yeah so there's a there's a later edit that that uh, is that a functions little, differently. So a little more clean, I guess. Yeah. So we, we needed to start with the ghost of Tom Joad. Um, yes, sir. And uh, well, because this last week, as I'm preparing for uh, the last Sunday of Advent. Yes. I'm, you know, reading the Magnificat and, you know, this the stuff that Mary is saying about, you know, the rough places being made smooth, the, yeah. the high and mighty being, you know, taken off their thrones and all that kind of stuff. I started oh, yeah. thinking like, gosh, that sounds really familiar. Why does this, what, what am I thinking about here? And I started thinking about, you know, wherever you see these things take place, I'll be there. Mm-hmm. I had that thought in my head, wherever these things take place, I'll be there. It's like, who says I'll be there? And it's like, oh, oh, that's Tom Joad in, yeah. uh, in um, Grapes of Wrath. Grapes of Wrath. And so... What I what I recognized, at least this is what I recognized, is that that is an Advent theme, the Tom Joad thing. You know, here is this guy who is being chased by by the law, even though he's served his time, he's clean. Basically, he has this preacher Casey who puts these ideas in his head about social transformation, mm-hmm. and and. Um, and he's and, and Tom's got to go away. He's got to leave, but he lets his mom know wherever you see a kid who's laughing because the you know the the table's ready and it's time to eat and they're hungry and they're laughing because there's food. I'll be there. You know, whenever you see a cop get you know beating up a guy, I'll be there. I'll be there. And it just made me think that that's kind of like the Magnificat. Mm. You know, when you see that the <laughs> that the mighty proud have been brought down, uh, the Christ is there. You know, when you see that the high places have been brought low. I'll be there. So good. It's like, it's like, wow, that was, that was fun. And it, so that's, that's why I thought, oh, I want to go back and throw back to that early opening because it was fresh on my mind this last week. 
I like it. I like it. Which of my faces do you like better? Do you like this one? You know, I'm trying to find where your where your screen is because I've got oh, so many monitors open. I can't even see you. Oh. You like this is see there? Why can't I see you? You can't Weird. see me. All right. No. Anyway, let's continue. Yeah. With our so hey, so let's uh, start with our agenda. Let's the click the click is start talking. The the Ooh. the talk the clock is starting to click or whatever. There we <laughs> yeah. go. Okay. Oh, best. Now we got an icebreaker question. Bagel and what's the worst? Oh, I get to go oh. first. Uh, okay. Well, I know lots of people are big fans of the everything bagel, and I do sometimes like it, but. I don't know. Sometimes it's too much. So I actually just like a, uh, I just like a plain bagel because you can add things to it. To you can switch it up. It's a good canvas to start on, right? You could do the locks and bagels on up on there with some cream cheese, you know, so some salmon, smoked salmon. You could do avocado on there. You can. You know, you could do an egg and breakfast uh, breakfast sandwich on there. It's just a good canvas for you to add other things. So some people like to do flavored cream cheeses, but I like to actually just do straight up sandwiches. In fact, one of my favorite sandwiches ever was a uh, this deli near where I grew up would do a cream cheese roasted chicken bagel sandwich and then you could add you know sprouts and different things oh my gosh it was so good so good anyway so i like the plane for that reason now you can right have you seen that there's everything but the bagel seasoning from trader oh, yeah, joe's yeah. yeah 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 and other yeah. places now yeah. so you can add that flavor on even if you if you're like all i got's the plain bagel but see that's the beauty of it you can add to it you can even add the everything Bagel seasoning. Flavor if too, you if add the everything it. bagel seasoning, it falls off. That's that's well, sure, it's not baked in. So you but you know, you can it. add it on you the cream lick it so it's <laughs> yeah, it's sticking out. <laughs> I guess I was thinking more like add it to your cream cheese or something. Oh or yeah, yeah. You could do yeah, that yeah, too, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so anyway, nothing wrong with a good plain bagel. You know, especially if it's made well, so it's nice and still moist enough you know what i mean like what's that yeah yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah yeah you know and getting them while they're fresh versus stale i mean that's a whole different thing big thing that's true okay, how, do so that... a, how do you save a stale one that's yeah uh, can you i don't know well, there's ways there's got to be ways i'm sure because yeah. you can save stale bread right i mean if you're if you're you know heritage includes scottish thriftiness and your faith tradition includes uh, miserly Mennonites, yeah. you know, you can yeah, figure sorry. out anything. There's, yeah, there's noise So there you go. That was my, that's my favorite. I'm done. All right. So then let's see. Here is my thought. I kind of agree with you on the plain thing, right? Yeah. Because it serves as a, a you know, you can do anything on top of it. That's so right. one of the things that, that I find myself oddly uncomfortable with when it comes to bagels is any bagels with fruit in them. Mm. You know, like a blueberry bagel. Oh or, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, it's like, it's like because it, it moves so counter to that. I mean, as soon as it's got anything sweet, fruity in there, you're really yeah. limited to what you can put on. That's it. right. It's I true. I mean, sweet and savory can be a nice mix, but you know, if I got a blueberry bagel, I'm not going to throw a bunch of ham on it. I don't know. It just doesn't mm. feel right. <laughs> oh yeah, you're right. Um, but then 
you know, and then if I have a plain bagel, I find myself similarly averted, you know, have a similar version to putting like a sweet cream cheese, like, you know, you can get strawberry cream cheese. Yeah. You know, and it's like, yeah, I don't know about that. But my favorite, one of my favorite bagels is a, you know, like a cheese or a jalapeno bagel or cheese Ooh. and jalapeno Ooh, bagel. Yes. And That's a good the, one. The one thing about the cheese inside, I think because maybe the oils in the cheese, they they stay fresher a little mm. longer. But mm. I I like the saltiness in there, and especially I like it when the when the cheese is on the outside and it gets that crispy, almost yeah, cheese crackery kind of thing. Oh, that's so good. So that's a that's a Ooh. that's a good. I really like that. Oh, yeah. now imagine doing my uh, roasted chicken cream cheese sandwich on that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But on, but on the other hand, you know, it's it is limited now because if you did right. want to have something kind of sweet or plain, you've already got all this other stuff in it. That's right. So there is yeah. there is definitely an advantage to the to the plain white canvas. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but but yeah, I think I I really I really liked you know the the cheese and jalapeno ones. But what I was thinking about when they go when they get old. Yes. And so. Yeah, we we used to have a a friend who was um, a manager at a large bakery, and on Sundays he would bring us boxes for the church filled with you know the wheat you know the the day old bread from Saturday since they were closed mm-hmm. on Sunday. Right. Mm-hmm. And there was often so many more bagels than we could ever hope to consume, and so I would just slice them into bagel chips. Oh, that's a great idea. And we just had a mountain of bagel chips. Love it. Love it. And, and that bagel that I wouldn't want to have cream cheese, you know, sweet cream cheese, like strawberry or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For some reason, I was okay dipping a bagel chip. Oh, well, that would be nice. That'd be lovely. I am a man of conundrums. <laughs> Conundry. Like my uh, brother-in-law who hates tomatoes but loves loves ketchup. Yeah. <laughs> so I think that's it for our intro there. There we go. Yeah. So, so just before we got on, you were you were singing a song. You you want to give a little little taste of that tune? Do you believe in life after love? I can feel something inside me saying, I really don't think you're strong enough. No. Now, Believe, for some reason, sure. I was not recognizing that tune right off the top of my head until well, you I'm sure I, I'm sure I do it justice, so it's can't yeah, be I that. mean, you and Cher, really, really close. Um, do you Hinder, believe you know, the whole, love? There, that's even better. So, <laughs> so, but then you mentioned the auto-tune thing. Yes, which said, it's the first like, song to use auto-tune. Uh, well, at least it as the basis for the entire song or something like that yeah yeah and so yeah and so this last year at the grammy awards the um the the inventor a fellow named by andy hildebrandt uh was honored by the recording academy with the spare special merit award and Ooh. what was really cool is listening to this on on npr now why why would an inventor create such a thing what was yeah, this why? person trying know. to do um what he was trying to do was he was creating a 3d 
seismic mapping, create a 3D seismic mapping technology. Oh. So he was Wait. somehow using this technology to find out where our earthquake's going to show up. Oh. <laughs> and and uh, let's see. Uh, the, the tool that transformed the vocal production landscape emerged from unlikely beginnings, seismic science. In the late 80s, Hildebrandt, a geophysical engineer and mathematician, left a lucrative career in pioneering 3D seismic mapping technologies in the oil industry to go to music school. He was an accomplished flautist um, and started working with synthesizers. But the but the the audio processing algorithms uh, began in his geophysical industry career. Uh-huh. That's just crazy. That's interesting. That is very crazy. Yeah. I had no like, idea. Oh, I know. So next time anybody, you know, who's in music school says, why do I have to study algebra? Well, here it is. <laughs> that is interesting indeed. So that's 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 just I a great it. little little love trivia. It a little I love trivia. Hopefully I hold on to that. And hopefully yeah, it's I, think, a I don't, I don't know when it'll come in handy, but it will come in handy. <laughs> I, I do trivia almost every week at yeah, a I am trying to get us back into the trivia rhythm and it's it's kind of slow going. Once you go away from it, it does take, you know, especially if you have a team and, you know, that you're used to. So sometimes you just got to start again, just whoever will show up with you. And then maybe your old teammates will be like, all right. Well, well and, and, and that's that's the kind of question or kind of issue that gave rise to the other podcast that I'm doing, you know, to the other side podcast had to do mm-hmm. with. Now that we're on the other side of this pandemic, how do you pick up some of the things that you used to That's do right. yep. you know, back on that other side? And uh, and what are the values? What what value is there in doing some of that stuff? So I love that. That's good. That's excellent. That. Yeah, because that impacted that majorly impacted our trivia team for sure. Oh yeah, I mean that's we were we were going every every week. Mm-hmm. Um, it took us a while to get back into that down. rhythm. That's right. It took and us a while. Have not picked that one up. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And neither have most um, millennials and Gen Xers church attendance. That's the group that uh, yeah. you know they're not they're not showing up in the same number. They weren't known figure. to show up anyway. All that yeah. Much. So so in some you know in a st- in general uh, sociological statistics, if somebody you know considers to have a congregation, they call it my church. Yeah. You know that's one one indication that that person is considered a regular churchgoer. But yeah. also, I think it has to do with uh, if they show up one time a month, they're called a that's regular right. churchgoer. That's right. That's right. Once and, a month. and it's kind of interesting. I mean, as a pastor, if I had somebody only showed up once a month, I'd be kind of frustrated. <laughs> so, <laughs> I would. I, at this point, I'd be like, yes, let's do it. I love it. Now, if you could just get everybody to take a Sunday so you have a steady, you know, equal size group. But if oh, everybody goes, oh, yeah, I'm only going to be there one Sunday a month and they all choose that <laughs> same Monday to I mean, the same Sunday to show, and then there are other three Sundays. There's like nobody there. That'd be a problem too. That's true. <laughs> yeah. oh, but that's funny. speaking of church, we are at the end of the church year. In fact, it is finished. No, the church year. it's not. We're not always... end of it. No, no, not no, we... end of the church year. We're, we're, we're just right the at the beginning. Okay, the beginning there. of the church year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Thank we're you. right at the front end of. There uh, you go. We're in the month of Christmas, Christmasuary, Christmasuary. <laughs> yeah, so I like that on the fly invented word. Love it. 
Yeah. That's a hard one to say, actually, if you're not thinking about it, which I wasn't. <laughs> Christmas Uary. Christmas Uary. <laughs> All right. Yeah, and it, it's it's that time of year, and I've mentioned it so many times. It's that that pet peeve of, hey, there's 12 days to Christmas. And so yesterday I told somebody Merry Christmas, and they looked at me like, you know what day it is, right? <laughs> Yes, it's the third day of Christmas. It's like the third day of Christmas. It was it was the feast of Saint John yesterday. Come on, That's everybody right. knows that, right? Come on, come yeah. on, people. I mean, today's today's a sad day. The fourth day it of is. Christmas is the feast of the Holy Innocents. Feast of the Holy Innocents. That's but, right. Uh, you know, it's and I don't know if every day has a festival or a feast or a saint's day connected I to it, but I don't know believe that they do. so. Yeah, I don't think yeah. so. Yeah. But, uh, so happy fourth day of Christmas to you and fourth yours. Day of, thank you. I, I it feels a little weird to say it happy on the feast of the Holy Innocents, but yeah, yeah. So have a well, you know. It, I always it, say like a reflective or a. It is. I mean, it's it's a whole lot of heaviness to really deal with because yeah. I mean, heck, just just picture in your mind what Bethlehem looks at looks like. This That's week, right. You know, there you um, go. Absolutely. It's, that, it's, yes. Yeah, that was um, uh, Kelly Lattimore. I think we talked about it last week. Mm -hmm. Kelly Lattimore's recent I I icon of uh, Christ in the rubble. Oh yeah. Um, and that you know it's um, that whole series of events. You know, we really haven't talked about too much about is you know, Israel and Palestine, but right. Uh, we've kept things a little bit more light, but you know, yeah. feast of holy innocence that kind of can take you there. So, yep, you're right. You're absolutely right. This would be a time to talk about that. What do you want? So, do you or do I do what? <laughs> do you, is that what you want to talk about, or where are we are? Oh, let me look at the agenda. Yeah, I don't know. It, it, we're we're already going veering off from the agenda. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're talking Christmas tide. I will honor well, Christmas you know, in my heart. Actually, actually, I was also thinking about that quote from uh, Christmas Carol. Where, That's right. Where, you know, it isn't about let's keep Christmas for one day or let's even keep Christmas for twelve days, but it's this: I will honor Christmas all year long. Mm. Um, you know what? And what might that look like if you know actually? You tried to do that, um, and I found let's unpack a little, that that quote a little bit before. Let you me hear. let me let me see if this helps with that quote. Let me oh, see okay. If I can. So, one of the things I went to is I thought, oh, there's got to be some good versions of um, the Christmas Carol that I can find on you know on YouTube or find some some uh, portion of it, and. Um, Actually, one of the, I mean, do you have a, fa a favorite version of the Christmas Carol? Oh, well, I mean, who can't enjoy or love the Muppets Christmas Carol? Well, suppose, I guess a lot of people. Really? Yeah, I was, I was looking at something and it was something about the, um, the different Christmas Carols ranked. And somebody ranked that one as like, one of the worst no like, oh, no come on now no no but one of the ones that was ranked as one of the best uh, the best one it was considered to be that one from the was it the 1940s even or was it 1930s yes. yeah there's you an know, old one old, that i really like 
and that one is really really good yeah yeah There's... in fact from the, i think it's from 1937 which puts it like only 90 years after its original writing that crazy that is crazy but, um, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, that is a good one from the 30s. But there's also one in the 50s. The guy, uh, I think the actor, is it Alistair? What's his name? Alistair Man or something like that? Sim. Alistair Sims. Yes. Anyway, yeah. Yeah. that he, that's a really good, darn good one, too. So the one, the one that I had uh, landed on thinking, oh, you know, um, was the one with Patrick Stewart. Which actually, oh yeah, that Which was actually I don't think ranked I've up seen. there as a good one too, and I think that was a TV version, like on NBC or something like that. Yeah, I can't, don't know if I've seen that one yet. So I have, I have this uh, clip from um, um, YouTube, and it's right after the third ghost has shown uh, Scrooge his gravestone. See if it comes. Mm. See if we can hear it. Okay, here. Oh no, spirit. Spirit, no, no. Spirit, hear me. I am not the man I was. Why show me this if I am past all hope? Ah. Good spirit, pity me. I will know Christmas in my heart and keep it all the year. The spirit of all three Christmases shall thrive in me. I will not shut out the lessons that they teach. Oh, let me wash away the writing on this stone. That's probably a good spot to end. <laughs> so he, he falls into the grave and comes face to face with his own mortality. Mm. And then he wakes up in his bed chamber and is like, wait, wait, what is it? What day is it? Mm. But that that commitment to keep the three spirits of Christmas, you know, and yeah. to, to remember their lessons and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, okay. Huh. So is that what it means to keep Christmas you know, at least for 12 days. <laughs> <laughs> at least hold on to it yeah. in your heart for 12 days. Yeah. yeah no, I like at, least, at least in your heart, even if you can't do yeah. it out outwardly. <laughs> <laughs> All the year. <clears throat> so the line that I wanted to unpack, I will live in the past, the present, and the future. Your quote said there. Now, so most of the time, right, we... There's, you know, the talk about, you know, if you're, you spend too much time in the past, it's you, that's regret, you know, or whatever. If you spend too much time in the future, that's like anxiety about what's to come. All you can really do is live in the present. But here they're saying, no, all three, how, 
how do you do that? How do you, what's it mean to live in the past, the present, and the future at the same time? Yeah, and so I think the second sentence in that quote kind of kind of pushes that out a little bit. The spirits of all three shall strive within me. Mm-hmm. And so could it be that you live with the past, the present, and the future, um, not in one or the other? Yeah, not split between the three, but yeah. somehow. I mean, because if you think about it, your, your past is always with you. Right. Carry with um, you. Yeah, I guess your future is always with you as well. And that's, you know, the, but if you focus on living only in one, you know, you're stuck with nostalgia or regret if you're stuck, you know, in the past. And you could be stuck with anxiety or just wishes for the future. So it seems like, you know, there was a, and I'm trying to remember the name of the, the mystic during the, I think 16th or 17th century but he talked about the sacrament of the present moment yes that's right and he said the present moment is the only place where you actually get to experience grace you can remember it in the past and you can hope for it in the future but this is the only place where grace exists or this is the only time the present and right. yeah i so i wonder though still uh, the grace that you need for the present moment you, you got to this present moment because of certain things in the past perhaps yeah and that grace can propel you perhaps in a different way into the future that's right so yeah i i like it i like it that's a good quote and i've never actually really thought about it before i just kind of taken it as like i'm a change man you know like and i wonder what i wonder where he was residing for the most part himself up until then uh 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 scrooge Oh, so yeah. I will live in the past, the present, the future. The spirits of all three striving me. Up until then, I wonder what would you say he was, was most focused in, right? See, some people could say the future drove him, right? Because penny pinching, holding on, you know, being miserly. Yeah. Or yeah. that, you know, you could make that argument. Right. But you could also say that maybe it was driven by maybe he was stuck in the past and things in the past were triggering him to be like, you know, I've lost, I've lost, I've lost. So I need to hold on to. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, I, I wonder. Mean, yeah. So it's like, OK, the battery, you know, is down, you know. You know, what is it? You know, he's got two strikes on him already. It's an own right. two count. You know, do you hold on because you've made two mistakes in the past and it's got to be a ball or. But that past experience is so heavy that it debilitates you. It can That's debilitate right. you mm-hmm. into taking some action. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. The miserliness, it made me think of, um, you know, the experience of previous generations who lived through the depression. Yeah. Where it was, you know, you've, you've really got to hold on to, you know, your resources mm-hmm. because you might need them tomorrow. And then you don't take advantage of the present where you actually That's have right. them to make use of them. So, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Huh. He's an interesting character, really. You know, because yeah, most of the times I lump him into the wealth, right? He's the wealthy guy. But actually, he's really not all that, you know, he'd be like middle class, right? Wouldn't he be? Like he's kind of the go-between guy. He's a, he manages 
Isn't that what he is? He's like almost like yeah. a stockbroker almost or I something. Think, I, I think he's actually more like a broker. Yeah. He's yeah. managing these investments. He's uh yeah. Yeah, and he was not like wildly wealthy. He's... Or or was he and he just didn't even spend oh, it and it did, that's true. That's true. That might be too. That might be you too. know, because I, I could imagine that he maybe had more resources than he actually made available to himself. That's so he true. wasn't even being like selfish. Yeah. You know, he wasn't spending just on himself pure, as opposed pure to miserly. he wasn't even being good to himself. Yeah, yeah. Right? He barely um, lit coal. He, I mean, he worked in the same conditions as Yeah, and so and so <laughs> all, all of these all these movie movie depictions always have him sitting in his home by a very small fire eating just what bread and cheese for supper. Yeah, that's right. You know, that's rather right. than a table, you know, set or having a meal. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, he, what, there's a lot. There really is a lot to this this guy. Yeah. To the character. And, and he's driven by sadness and grief of his past, of the, yeah. the love that he could have had, but he rejected for the That's sake right. of work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Yeah. That's, it's a great story. Well, one of the things I'm looking forward to, I ended up ordering kind of beautiful uh, 1937 edition of the five Christmas stories that uh, Charles Dickens wrote. Wait, uh, he only wrote five stories? Well, he wrote five stories that were Christmas stories. Oh! Yeah, specifically kind of novella-length stories. Yes. And uh, and so one of them is kind of like a precursor to Jiminy Cricket. Um, Uh And then there's the Christmas Carol. And I can't remember what some of the others are, but... um, but yeah, yeah uh, uh, next next year during Advent, I'm, I'm going to add that to my Advent reading list. Yeah, I love it. That's cool. That's cool. So Dickens is actually a really good author. Uh, let's keep moving on our on our agenda. Okay, let's do it. He so this this is the time of year, Craig. I know you you love you love when people post their. Best music of the year, best books oh, of the oh. year. You love it. Top ten list. You love it. Oh, I, you know, I, I just love it. <laughs> yeah. So it what I think part of the thing that I despise about it yes. is that there is this assumption that nothing else is happening in the world. <laughs> it, it's like it's like a it's like a news desert, you know, or something. Yeah. You know, um, you know, if it, you go to yeah, I looked at you know some some cable news channels, and it was stories of the year. It's like, come on, it's stuff's happening today, and there's big you know? stories happening right now. Yeah, um, you know, and and um, you know, sports trades of the year. It's like, come on, there's there's stuff going on. So it's like, okay, we can I can read about NBA or do something else, but I just get so tired of all those lists, which made me think there's got to be some lists that are out there that people should know but they just don't care enough to pursue. <laughs> okay, so what'd you find? Well, one of them was that, you know, I, what I tried to find is things that were listed that, you know, people don't care about <laughs> <laughs> or or people hate, you know? Yeah. And, and uh, one, one of the lists, two of the lists, in fact, that you suggested are, one was the uh, worst, you know, worst things to spill in your car. That's a great one. And I think it's probably timeless. It doesn't limit itself, I'm sure, to just 2023. The worst things you can spill in your car. I love it. And then the other one was, you know, 
the worst fragrances of Axe body spray, <laughs> but I couldn't find a, a worst. Oh, a ranking, ranking of the worst. Okay. Yeah. So my, my hunch is the manufacturer probably bought all those lists and like <laughs> tucked them away. Or but they're I just did... so all universally hated that. But what's amazing is on Wikipedia, you can find a list of oh. Axe products. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and, and did you know how far back list uh, that that list goes? You, no, you know the, absolutely not. The, I think uh, I kind of remember it being. It felt like it was a new thing when I was in, gosh, high school. So that'd be late nineties. So in the nineties, late nineties, eighty-seven. One of the fragrances was Atlantis, or uh, Energy. Then there was Apollo. Uh, which was discontinued and relaunched in the United Kingdom in 2013. <laughs> okay. Uh, I remember was, energy. I do remember this is, energy. This is 1998. Apollo. Eclipse was a fragrance. Okay. Uh, the, a variant released only in South America. Oh, really? Yeah, I don't. Yeah. That, that doesn't sound yeah, familiar. Uh, Voodoo in 1999. Hypnotic in 1999. Oh, wow. Um, but the first fragrance released was Amber. Okay. In 1983. No! And then in 1983, it was followed up with Musk or Brave or Wild Musk. <laughs> oh, you know what's amazing? In 1983, you know, since you don't live where I do, this maybe isn't such a big deal, but they had a fragrance called Boise. What? Yeah. Why? 1983. Uh, uh, fragrance called Boise. Um, it was... Boise, so uh, tree. Oh, uh, oh, is it a French company? Perhaps that could be. You know, bois, bois. Yeah, it's le bois, the trees. <laughs> oh, that's crazy. Yeah, nineteen eighty-three, yeah, so. dude. I'd never have guessed. Yeah, so I wonder how you can get your hand on a on a on a spray <laughs> bottle of nineteen eighty-three Boise Axe. <laughs> Oh, that is crazy. Yeah. Or Bois Axe. <laughs> Bois, Boise. You know, the, That's the so interesting. The list just goes on and on. And then there's the limited edition variants. <laughs> limited edition. I mean, it sounds a little bit like, you know, when it, when you start using the word variant, it makes it sound like it's some kind of, you know, <laughs> mutating thing, right? Yeah. Very, oh, yeah. That's COVID. Variant of COVID. Yeah. Yeah. But oh, uh, hair products developed in in two thousand. Uh, oh, hair, yes, of course, hair yeah. products. Yeah, yeah, hair yeah. balm or wax or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So it's uh, so I don't know how you could say you know how you'd list those because they they go back before <laughs> the age of of smelling things, perhaps. <laughs> the, 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 wait a minute, they're <laughs> older than smell. They're older than smell. Jeez. <laughs> oh, Oh, that is I would not have guessed 83 as the beginning. I was to me, it felt like was it maybe it was just like new to America in the 90s or something like that. Yeah, yeah. It's it's uh there's probably there's probably a link on this Wikipedia article, but I'm looking for a link to just Axe. Okay, here we go. Axe brand. It is a French brand of male grooming ah, product. There you go. Okay. Owned by the London and Rotterdam based company Unilever. Oh, Unilever. Everybody. Oh, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 They make a they lot. They own of everything. Stuff. Yeah. <laughs> 
Unilever yeah. and um, uh, Procter and Gamble, right? That's another biggie, yeah. Now, Unilever, <laughs> I'm not mistaken, is that one of the ones that's connected with its history? Oh, it's, it emerged in... Uh oh, are you going to say Nazi Germany? No, no, no. It predates <laughs> that. Okay. So, so a lot of these Dutch companies, uh, ship, uh, you know, manufacturing companies. Yes. A lot of them were uh, bought together and turned into these different conglomerates. You know, probably around 1929 or whatever. Oh, but boy. some of them previous to, like, um, what's the Dutch cocoa? Nestle. Yeah. Uh, so the, the, yeah. But, but some of the predecessors of these companies were actually international um, shipping companies yes. back into the into the 15th and 16th centuries, back into the age of exploration and you know the age of empire. Uh -huh. And so some of these some of these Dutch companies were actually some of the ships on which slaves were, you know, oh, enslaved people gosh. were trade, you know, kidnapped and traded and all that. Oh wow. And so um yeah so i'm just looking here at unilever and it looks like maybe their their hands are clean oh really so soap maker anyway yeah so okay let's go back to or let's do the uh spills in the car list yeah so you looked that one you found that one did you do you have that one pulled up i do yeah, so what is in there? We like, I think you mentioned this, so I think we both like that it starts with number 14, any condiment except mayo. And the reason is because mayo is even worse. It's it's number 13 on the list. So number 14 is, you know, your mustard, your ketchups, those are bad, but even worse is mayo. And that would be what? obviously because of the, it's probably the smell mayo when it gets rotten. Well, just... or... <laughs> so so i'm I'm just it's the worst things you can have in your car any condiment except mayo oh they're saying because so they're, I think they're saying my, mayo is okay no no look it's lower on the list so it's working it's way oh god number 13 okay. is mayo right. yeah yeah and okay their explanation see i was going with how gross it probably ends up smelling right over time think. yeah no they're saying good luck explaining how it got there because of its appearance right get wink wink oh yeah yeah but see here's <laughs> the other thing mayo mayo was part egg right that's right exactly and, and oil old eggs you know exactly ah, the smell yeah and then the oil in it that's got to be a big part of it. oil because when that yeah. gets into fabric there's no getting it oil. stays and it out. becomes like a dirt magnet so exactly it just gets dirtier and dirtier although ketchup because of the sugar content actually can be bad for that the sugar the sugar can get low huh. sink into the fabric and then yeah. over time the sugar stickiness attracts Stuff to it too. I've learned a carpet guy explained that to me that sugar so stuff houses bad. They're so bad as a stain. We got some new carpet about a year ago, and and uh, our dog's digestive system was a mess once, and I had to oh, no. figure out how to clean the carpet. And Ugh. and I was happy to discover that the carpet manufacturer had a special section on their website for how to clean you know their carpets, and you know some simple kind of first aid to the carpet kind of stuff you needed to do. Nice. And and this one was just uh uh dishwashing detergent and yes. and vinegar. 
Yeah. And it, it worked well on one of the most disgusting messes <laughs> we've ever had. And we've raised four children. Oh, oh my gosh. Yeah. yeah. It is interesting how much dish soap actually ends up being a, a remedy for things. It, it, it is. Now, one of the things that this, this is mentioning about, you know, uh, one of the worst things you could spill in your car, broken glass. Oh, yeah. Have you ever... Now, I, I can imagine broken glass in the car, you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. something something breaks, right? Yes. But this is spilling in your car. Have you ever had like a bucket <laughs> of broken glass? So, so I have, no, not a bucket. Like that's, yeah, <laughs> spilling, that seems a little, but I have had my friend in high school, my, I dropped him off at his house. He went to shut the door, but he went to shut it by pushing the window and when he went oh. to push that and he went it went right through as it shut and i'm sitting there and glass just goes all over me and inside my car and this uh what they say on the list is pretty true like for it felt like a year afterward i was finding little bits of <laughs> of glass you know under the seats and so one of the things that i've recommended at least in our household when we you know drop a glass you know usually on in the kitchen on linoleum or something like that you sweep it up you try to get it all up and mm-hmm. some people say you just get a slice of bread oh that, that that kind of like absorbs it up sure but i've always recommended the best way to find any of those pieces of broken glass is just to walk in your bare feet <laughs> and you will find them all yeah i mean it's amazing how that works <laughs> that's so. funny it's how i find the legos in our house yeah Ugh, hurts Okay. Oh, so number seven is actually greasy foods. Same, same as we were talking about with mayo, yeah, the grease yeah. and the oil. Milk, horrible oh, in a car. Yeah. I have had that happen. So yeah. bad. It stinks forever. <laughs> I like throw it, like vomit. Oh, back when forever. back when we lived in in the in Philly area, uh, there was a um, like a dairy uh, company, you know, local dairy. And they had a drive-through for your dairy products, oh. and you would just drive up the window, and you know we would always order, hey, a couple of gallons of milk and yes. a dozen yes. eggs, and hey, can we get some cottage cheese? And and they'd always oh, have no. those little mini, the little mini donuts, you know, little chocolate mini donuts. And I remember when I, you know, when I was picking up milk with the kids, like the best thing in the world would be, okay open up that fresh cold milk, tear into the donuts, and we're going to drink milk out of the carton. I don't know if Carla ever knew this. We're going to yeah, drink milk out of the know. carton and eat donuts all the oh, way home. No. Oh, no. More than once, a gallon of milk <laughs> tipped over in the car. No. So. Yeah. More yeah. than once. Why didn't you learn it after one time, Craig? Because the, donut, the donuts were so good with that fresh milk. You know? That's true. But, it is good. And have you ever tried to drive with a gallon of you know, you can you can hold like a um um a Slurpee, you know, or a coffee mug in your lap, right, between your legs. Can't do that with yeah, a gallon of milk. It's just no, not the right it, size. It's just so, not. And then yeah. you, if you, especially if it's open, if you squeeze, no, yeah, not good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not and good. what was cool is these these were plastic uh, milk jugs, but they were like yeah. heavy heavy duty plastic. Um, yeah. And then when you're done with it, you take it back. They they wash. That is awesome. Disinfect them and just recycle them that way. Can I tell you that is one thing that bugged me uh, over the years is I can remember as a kid, the very sturdy plastic 
gallon jugs. And now these they are these very flimsy, thin, flimsy, like you don't even have to drop it. I have had them, you know, you bump it against something, it can split and mm-hmm. there goes your milk. Yeah, horrible. I hate these ones. I love the sturdy, strong ones, man. Oh yeah, these these were hefty. Yeah. <laughs> can I tell you another thing that has bothered me? me? So tell me. I am not I am not the, you know, you know me. I'm not I I don't go, hey, things are so much worse now than when I was, you know, or like <laughs> the days are better. I'm not that normally about you know music. I find lots of great music yeah, nowadays. That's yeah. I'm so this is not normally me. But I will tell you one thing. When I was a kid, I always loved getting was the for Christmas the Lifesavers hard candy storybook. It came with twelve rolls of Lifesavers, Craig. Twelve. Yeah, yeah. Now you go get them, and there are six, and they are all the same kind. When I was younger, it was a variety. You got some butterscotch ones. You got some. Wintergreen ones. You got, the, of course, the multi-flavored one, classic. But then you also got a red cherry, all red cherry one. You got all these different 12 and 12 of them, Craig. You know, I think this is a whole new topic. Is it? <laughs> I think this is like picking up on some important themes. What is wrong with the world? You know, it's, it's, yes. it's, it's more than a worst of or best of list. <laughs> That's true. All so. right. Sorry. I digress. That just uh, the other day opening up. Now I will say, the Gummy Lifesavers storybook. Love that. I love Gummy Lifesavers. <laughs> <laughs> but I remember getting those as a kid. Yeah, those yeah. Had been, those had been around forever, but I have, I haven't, I haven't looked into them for quite a while. Well, yeah. When I was a kid, they were it was double sided. You open the book, there were six rolls over here six rolls over here in a variety now it's only one side and only six and they are all the same the you know five flavored so you do still get i mean in terms of flavors you get the variety of course but no butterscotch you'll not find a butterscotch and that See, that upsets and that, me and that would not be my favorite one i love butterscotch but but here's the deal i i would always eat i i somehow i was always Somehow it stuck with me. I I was raised to delay gratification. Dessert yes. is always at the end of the meal, right? That's right. And so those butterscotch, they weren't half bad, but the, they were on hold. Uh, the right. most Saved important them. ones were the winter winter green. Yeah, winter, winter, I think it's winter win, green. Winter green, yeah. Yeah. Yep, yep, and yep, then yep. I think those are the ones that you can go eat in the closet and spark. That's right. Spark. That's right. Yeah. So oh, we yeah. would do sparking. Yeah. Sparking was awesome. But they don't have those anymore. There aren't winter green. No. Do they still have any sparking ones? N- not that I know of. Um, I know. Isn't that sad? I wonder if somebody was flammable. <laughs> maybe. Maybe it was. If All right. Too much. Too much alcohol in their breath, and they. <laughs> okay. What else do we need to catch up on? Uh, as, uh, aside well, from yeah, this. I think I think I'll just finish off these last two items on on that list. Oh yeah yeah uh, yeah yeah yeah. Just because these two are just completely disgusting. <laughs> so uh, number number two was tobacco tobacco spit cup. Yes, that is completely disgusting. That's horrible. It and, and the worst so thing bad. in the world is uh, the tobacco spit cup when somebody's using a clear glass bottle. Ew! Oh, know, at, yeah. at least use a at least use a cup where it's like a paper cup or a plastic. You can't see through. Did I ever uh, tell you? Uh, did I ever tell you my wrestling story? 
Where, about, did you, you ended up swallowing it? <laughs> yes. Yeah. And the reason is because the, so I never had to cut weight. So it was never a thing with me. I was, uh, when I was in high school, heavyweight was anywhere from 190 pounds, which was pretty close to what I was, 190, all the way up to 275. So there was oh. no, yeah, there was no, I, was, I never had to worry about making making weight. But I, you know, the other weight classes are very narrow. Right. And you yeah. can't even be 0.1 pound over. Uh, there might have been a cushion of point. I can't remember. But anyway, so guys would always be trying to cut weight. And one of their ways was through spitting. And they would suck on hard candies. Right. To get the go. And then they'd spit into their cups. Well, this one guy was spitting into a Gatorade bottle that happened to be fruit punch and the the color of the uh. hard candies he was using to spit were red. And I thought it was a red fruit punch Gatorade. And I took a big swig. <laughs> uh. Yeah. Disgusting. Yeah, I don't even want to ask you about the flavor because I don't want to linger on that thought. <laughs> okay, so number yeah. one on the spills list. Yeah, yeah, any bodily fluid. I like any. how have it spelled out. Bodily fluid. fluid yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and if you've had well, kids, I'm sure you've gotten bodily fluid. All of those. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's horrible. Yeah, horrible. I mean, it mentions urine and vomit and blood. Oh, yeah. Oh, um, yeah. But and if you happen to have intestinal you know comfort you know it's like yeah had it all in the car yep 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 i've had it all yeah and, throw up. and oh, that's yeah. the joy of a minivan you know Ugh. the worst the worst thing is when you are a youth minister oh boy or you are the youth or you are the the camp pastor which means you're the responsible adult and you've got to drive a van full of teenagers it's the worst because i had a kid <laughs> in the back of the van throw up and I was the responsible adult. I had to clean it up. It's like, oh, come on. Mm -hmm. Dude, you're you're 15, mm -hmm. you're 16. You can clean it up yourself. Wow. No. Ah, uh, wild. Wild. Yeah. So yes. um let's let's wrap up this thing of lists. Okay. Because uh, we we haven't talked about sports yet. And this is usually where, the section where we talk about sports. Let's hit some sports. It was interesting. So I so I so Google puts out a list of its most searched for items. Okay. At this time of year, and so I thought I looked in their sports section. You know what was what were the most um, searched for sports terms or you know uh, uh, things whatever. Anyway. Yeah. Sports teams, I should say. That's the word they use. Sports teams. Yes. It was Miami, uh, Inter-Miami football. Oh, well, that makes so, sense. So, you know, it goes to soccer. Yep. Then it goes uh, Los Angeles Lakers. Then back to soccer's Al-Nassar. Then Man City Football Club. Yep. Then the Miami Heat. So we got NBA. Yep. Texas Rangers at number six. Huh. Al-Hilal uh, Football Club. Oh. Uh, Borussia or mooned. I don't even know what that is. Is that what would that be? I don't know. So I guess you have to. Oh, Google it's soccer. That. Yeah, it is. Oh, soccer. soccer. Okay. Also soccer. And then yeah. number nine, the India national cricket team, oh. and then Boston Bruins in the top ten searches. No football. No football. Whoa! No, no American right. football. No, no American. Yeah, football. yeah, yeah. No. 
no American throw the pigskin football. So we've got baseball, NBA, you know, as far as you know, in the states, but it's dominated, dominated by by uh, football, oh, yes. international soccer. football or mm-hmm, soccer, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which makes sense. But the Miami uh, search for the number one, that is interesting. That's because, right, they added Lionel Messi to, yep, yep so that, yeah. I guarantee they were not on the top 10 list of search before that. I am certain <laughs> of it. <laughs> yes. And then uh, the other one, let's see, the other one that surprises me is, I guess, would be the Borussia Dortmund. I have, you know, so... When I think international soccer, I'm a clueless American, I confess. So Manchester, that makes sense to me. If Arsenal had been on there, that would have made sense to me because I've heard of those. Borussia Dortmund is a German soccer team. And I just wonder, oh, they currently lead the Premier League and European Giants in race four. So they must have some big success this year. Maybe because I would not... they must not be a classically powerhouse because, right? Have you ever heard of them yeah. before? No, <laughs> no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hmm. So their so their nick their nickname is the Prussians. The Prussians. Okay. Yeah. So that is interesting. Okay. Also yeah. known as der der b der b v b der b v v. That's almost like to say. Yeah. Oh boy. Oh boy. Right. Okay. Uh, yeah. But basketball, so, basketball don't say you don't learn anything. football for international does make sense because basketball has oh, a huge international. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, and has been for a long time. You know, Olympics. There's no like there's no football Olympics, you know. Why not? American football Olympics. Have they ever tried to make that a, a thing? I, don't know. I wonder if they have. I wonder if they have. It seems like, yeah, I mean, they're going to flag football for the next one. That's true. That's true. Um, is that is that summer or winter Olympics? It must be summer that they're gotta going to be flag football. Yeah, got to be. Okay. So, all right. Yeah, so that might be the first toe in the door for a, for a real true international breakthrough is, I guess, flag football. <laughs> yeah. Because they so, have tried, man. The NFL's tried, right? They've done games in London and games in Mexico and games in Germany, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hmm. And then, you know, that with flag football, though, I think the strength that it has is that it's become professionally organized. That's right. Um, you know, there are administrators, rules, there's accountability in the structure. Mm-hmm. And it's men and women and co ed. Of course. You know, so there's, so you, it seems like I'm guessing when it shows up in the Olympics, it's going to be men's and women's there probably wouldn't be a co there probably wouldn't be the co-ed because unless they create a third category for medals counts was the has there ever been a co-ed event now didn't they used to they always finished the olympics i remember reading about this with tug of war did you know that no yes they always finished it with a big tug of war and i i don't know how they decided who was on which side of the rope and how that like was determined would it have been the top medal finishers by country or something? Oh, or... that would that would be an interesting thing. But yeah, it is. Otherwise, they, did. they always had but, a tug of war. Otherwise, I would have you know for my winter tug of war team, it would be like hockey players and exactly. bobsledders. <laughs> yes. Oh yeah. Uh, you know, no no figure skaters probably. You know. 
um <laughs> you know then for summer it would be like weight throwers you know the, oh yeah you'd get those have them oh, out there. Su- did sumo ever be was it ever oh, an yeah, Olympic get the event? Wrestlers, wrestlers yeah. Out there. yeah sumo <laughs> or otherwise yeah <laughs> oh yeah that's crazy yeah, we'll, we will come back next episode and tell you all about the history of the Tug of War at Olympics, because now I'm curious. Yeah, okay. Like, you, how did, okay, I'll do that. We got to pick up on that. Um. <laughs> okay, speaking of Tug of War, you know, right now, you might be having a fight in your conscience of who to support in 2024 with your finances. Let me tell you which side. Oh, is that should where win. you're going with that? He's like, who to support in 2024? Oh, what issues are coming up in 2024 demanding support for one side or another? With your finances, you might be like, hey, I should probably do a better job budgeting. And so this is maybe an internal war you got going on. Craig and I have a suggestion for you. We do. You should support a lowly, humble, but but uh very promising, promising podcast. And hopeful. And hopeful. One, one, one that lives in the past, the present, and the future. Exactly. There's no keeping the spirit here. of Christmas. We live it, it within us together. The spirits striving <laughs> together within us, and you can support that with two dollars a month. How can they do it, Craig? They simply need to follow the link on this podcast page that says something about Patreon, and Patreon. it'll take you there. Beautiful. Now, even though the Patreon account is in my name, it says yes. something about Craig on there. Uh-oh. This is for us. It's for, it's us for both it's for of the us. whole podcast. It's for the whole shebang. The whole kitten caboodle in our coming family of po- all, uh, blue collar podcast. Yes. Podcasts. Yes. So there you all go. Right. There you go. Two dollars a month. That's all we're asking. That's all we're asking. Twenty twenty four. All right. All right. <laughs> So, um, oh, we have one more item on here, picking up Advent Lesson Ooh. Toward Epiphany. Do you, do you do much with Epiphany? I try to, yes. Uh, in fact, I will sometimes do, um, do I do, I have done in the past, baptisms, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, yes, I try to highlight it, Epiphany, absolutely. Do you? Uh, I do. I, I, and I always get uh, torn between, is it the season of Epiphany or is it right. after, after Epiphany? epiphany. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But one of, the, one of the things that I mentioned last week and was going to pick up this week is I, I used this also in my sermon this last week, but I want to keep it going as a theme because Advent starts off with these apocalyptic themes, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, about, yeah. you know, what we normally would call the second coming, right? <laughs> Jesus returning again. Right. And and um but then the advent themes especially when you get you know the way i looked at mary's magnificat and all these events taking place and you know showing that that's the presence of god in our midst um i began going back to that original idea of apocalypse as uh, apocalypsis the the greek word as the unveiling it's a revealing kind of thing yes and and what does that mean so Here's here's a here's a quote that I used this Sunday. It was it, it actually got kind of the reaction that I was hoping it would get. Ooh, let's People hear it. Went, huh? What? what? Love that reaction. And okay, what is it? It's so it's from um, Catherine Keller's book, Facing mm-hmm. Apocalypse. The subtitle on this is Climate, Democracy, and Other Last Chances. So she wow. writes. <clears throat> Um, 
Christians have been waiting for Jesus, waiting for him, as long, waiting for him to come again, almost as long as the Jews had waited the first time. So think about that. Wait, and say like, that again, say it again. So the, the Jews had been waiting for the coming of Jesus as long as we have been waiting for Jesus. Ooh. So you've got thousands of years of expectation, you know, you know, in, in Hebrew tradition and the writings of the prophets and of expectation. And then Jesus sh sh uh, shows up in this kind of, you know, pivotal, pivotal point of history. And, you know, you had this history of the early church, you know, waiting for Jesus to show up. It's going to be any day now. It's going to come any moment. And she makes this point that Christians have been waiting just as long, 2,000 years, you know, as the ancient Hebrews have been waiting, you know, for, for Jesus. But then she says, yet it turns out there is in the Bible no second coming. Oof. Now, what? There is no second coming in the Bible. Okay. <clears throat> Let's push back a little. Are you sure? So, the language about arrival, yes. about Jesus coming, yes, is connected to the term parousia. Yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. And parousia is most easily translated as presence, uh... or in the participle form, the present participle form parousia means presenting. Uh -oh. So the, the, the prophetic hope is for Jesus presenting. Oh. Jesus being revealed. Revealed. So it goes back to that idea of apocalypsis. Oh, uh, okay. 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 Un unveiled, noticed, seen, right? I love it. Okay. And then that that's that's part of what got me going on tom jode when tom says when you see these things i will be there mm, okay i can go with that and then you go Absolutely. to the and when mary is talking about these things changing in society and history yeah god's god's showing up in those things that's right <clears throat> okay well that makes sense to me and and that that kind of just that was amazing and then the the one note that she puts in her she puts a, has a footnote, and she says the only language approximating second coming in scripture appears in Hebrews nine twenty eight, which promises that Christ will appear a second time, not to deal with sin, but to save those who are eagerly awaiting for Him. Mm -hmm. So there is this idea of second appearance. Yes. But it doesn't use the word second coming or second. It doesn't use parousia, I guess. As if, as and if it's not gone. coming. And it's not coming in judgment. It's not right. to deal with sin, but it's just to welcome and be a hospitable oh, um, presence. I like it. I like it. And so then she finishes this to be literal. The hope of Christ's coming does occur almost thirty times in the New Testament, but with no quote unquote again, again or quote yeah. unquote second attached the term ah. is parousia which does not mean return it means presence oh oh okay that's good and i figure i'll get a plenty i'll get plenty i'll get a season of epiphany sermons out of those thoughts yeah you can absolutely because the so you could even 
So sometimes when I talk about epiphany, I focus on, you know, hey, these God had been speaking to these people in a whole nother land and a whole nother religion or sacred tradition. So God's presence was revealed to them there where they were. And then you could even tie the, yeah, the yeah. showing up the, uh, the, um, the uh, wise, the, the wise guys yeah. <laughs> in their journey oh, yeah. is just yeah. like it because it's God was always present. They were learning about that's how they learned. And then yeah. here they see an intensified presence, not like God was coming a second time to them. It's just, they came to a location where God was more present to them. Yeah. Yeah. And so you end up picking up on the, the, you know, Advent theme of uh, uh, Emmanuel, God with us. Yeah. Which, which then after you pick that one apart, Oof. it's like, have we ever been bereft exactly. of God's That's right. presence? That's right. That's right. Ah, beautiful. Yeah. I mean, Tom, Tom Ord in um, one of his books, I'm looking up on my bookshelf right now. Um, one of his books. Which one is it? Oh, The Reality of God. No, that's not it. Uh, oh, The Uncontrolling Love of God. I think it was that one. But in that one, he uses the, the phrase for God, everlastingly present. Hmm. And, you know, and so it's, it's, you know, if we, if I don't want to make it sound like it's our fault, but if we don't see the presence of Jesus, well, that's not God's mm. fault. That's right. You can't, uh, I do. Okay. But I think that'll preach through epiphany. It's like, well, how, what, what kind of blinders do we need to take off so that we can actually see where Jesus is present? That's good. So. Okay. Now I got stuff to incorporate. <laughs> love it good job so eventually i'll finish this book by Catherine keller it is a heavy read her she writes so thick oh yeah i mean so many sentences are those that you just got to stop and ponder the, the the book itself is small it's only 200 pages or so but i've been digesting it slowly for several months now Ugh, i love it nice yeah so uh happy epiphany and you know we, we we are at the conclusion of our of our agenda we do have our closing icebreaker question what is that let's see what it comes up as what recent trend are you totally on board with did we already use this one did we it sounds familiar what recent trend yeah and you made a joke about uh, cell phones let me see if it's I can get a smartphone. Get another one. How do we change that? Oh, you were no. like, I, you were like uh, yeah, you were being facetious, and you were like, facetious. yeah, there's this thing about a, uh, I can carry a computer boxes in my pocket. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so here's here's our here's our own version of this. Okay. What recent trend are you totally not on board with? Mm, <laughs> okay, you get to go first. Oh man, I'm trying to think of something that's recent. I know. Yeah. Cuz you know being you know up, being aware of recent trends also means that you're aware of recent trends which I tend not to be. <laughs> what but there's something that's not terribly recent. What is it? It's the 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 app where you have to take a picture of what you're doing right now. 
Oh yeah, what is that one? It's it's like Yeah. be something, be be alive, be active, be something. Yeah, I don't something know. like that. All And right. I don't like it because sometimes it pops up during track practice. Mm. And Okay. then my athletes go, Oh, you've got to you gotta take my picture. It's like, oh seriously. And then of course it's got you know the, the two the two-way camera, so it takes my picture and their picture. So it's Oh, got that's their picture interesting. smiling and me looking like I'm a grump, And you're like, you know. come on. <laughs> <laughs> that is funny. so I'm totally not on on board Not with that on board one. with that one. Okay. That makes sense. Okay. Oh, you're okay. On to me. All right. Here's one. This is, I've been, I actually have thought about this one for a couple of weeks. There is a trend in uh, online video, like social media videos for longer videos. which whatever, that's fine. Long videos. I'm fine with longer content, but these are the ones that are like purposely, they drag out on purpose because for whatever reason right now, those are the ones catching more time. And so it's like, I have this one little thing that I could do very simply, very easily, but yet they drag it out forever. And then by the end, it's such a small payoff and it's like, oh my gosh. So I don't know if you've seen those, But it's No, like, no. watch how I, watch how I surprise my wife with a, you know, a, a, a gift. And it's 15 minutes long, or it's like seven, eight minutes long. But it's like, that could have been a 30 second video, you know, Well, but it's it's like such just... a build up, build up, build up, and then drag out, drag out. And, and the reason they're doing that is because for whatever reason right now, they're learning and marketing. These long videos are the ones getting these more, more viral or whatever. So So there's, there's, um, I, when I get on TikTok, which isn't very often, I really Uh. <sighs> mm -hmm. like watching fi uh, fishing videos. Oh yeah. What I really hate are these long, it made me think of this, these really long fishing videos where something is hooked, right? Yeah. And it goes several minutes and they never pull it out of the water. It, yes, there's And, and or the ones with no payoff. ah, You're right. Exactly. it, and, Yep. and then you look at their, their, um, kind of library of videos and what else is there and That's they all never that. they never go to the next one it's like Exactly. wait what yeah Yep. no Mm -hmm. Yep. So I hate that. I hate that yeah trend. And then I saw, I was like, why are people doing this? And then I saw a video of two, these two brothers who are famous for, they tried forever with short videos and they would get, oh, 10,000 views, whatever. But one time when they accidentally recorded this ridiculously long one, I forget how accidentally what the, how that happened, but they, oh, they just did it as a try. And it was uh, a watermelon explode video where you keep rubber bands on it All and right. it took forever. And I don't even know if they ever even, it might've been like one of those fish videos where it never actually did, but, but it was millions of views. <laughs> And so now they teach that to content creators as a, oh like my. they market it to. Yeah. So You know, no. there's a part of me that wants to uh, be completely um, derisive and discounting of that particular. Um, kind of trend Yeah. but it's also a skill Right. that That's true. you and I have developed over the last several decades where every Sunday morning <laughs> we could say something probably in a sentence or two That's true. but we take at least 15 20 sometimes 30 minutes Good point. Good, good point. You're, you're... <laughs> Boom. Roasted. oh You roasted us. and
it, and I, I, I always think about this after my sermon, not during it, of course. Um, but I had a former coworker when I was an academic advisor, and I was responsible for all these different uh, programs at at the school. And uh, the um, one of the professors quickly comes in my office because there's some kind of crisis, right? And he says, "Hey, Craig, I, I I got a question for you, and I need a a sentence, not a paragraph." <laughs> <laughs> Busted. <laughs> That's funny. Speaking of, there you go. There you go. We wrapped up this one. There's at least five minutes of good stuff here that we took an hour to get to. <laughs> the problem is, is it's five minutes chopped up and spread throughout the episodes. So you got to listen to the whole. Got to listen thing. to the whole thing. Find out where the profundities lie, lay, <laughs> are. Oh boy. Oh. All right. So the other thing we need to work on Sunday, we'll ask everybody to help us with this one. I have a no good way to say goodbye. You know, a good tag end kind of a thing. We just kind of we just do it. We just end it. We're just like boom. We're just kind of. You're yeah, right. We could. Develop. It's time. We it's time to stop. Develop. I guess that's we what we say. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to hit uh, stop record here in just a moment. And bye. Well, don't wave. Oh, goodbye. <laughs> <laughs>